Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Empire. Peer-to-peer betting has lanes for opportunity. You know, let's take Survivor for example. Survivor's a really fun game. It's been around for a really long time, and it's something that we love to play, and we're excited to offer it. Now, there may need to be some slight rule adjustments in order for us to be able to do it um, on our platform, but for the most part, we take sort of the integrity of the game and, and try to make it as an offering. That's Joel Milton, co-founder of Splash Sports, who took existing platforms in the hopes of becoming a go-to landing spot for peer-to-peer bettors. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Survivor pools, prop bets, two of the original handshake deals between friends. But with gambling legalized in many states, turning that dynamic into a business model is a goal many like Splash is trying to solve. Our guest this week is Joel Milton. He is the co-founder of Splash Sports, which is a peer-to-peer sports gaming platform that was launched just ahead of this NFL football season. They focus on survivor pools and pick em pools, and Joel will just tell us more about what's going on. Hey, Joel, how are you? Yeah, doing well, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. All right, tell me a little bit about um, Splash Sports. What are you guys about? Yeah, Splash is uh, a new launch um, that, that, that we just put out into the market for this football season, but... Um, Really, it's, it's based off of what we saw in the peer-to-peer gaming industry. Um, looking at the space and, and being fans of sports and sports gaming, my co-founder, uh, TJ, and I loved season-long survivor pools, pick'em contests, you know, March Madness brackets, uh, golf one-and-done pools, et cetera, and um, realized that we've been using some of the same sites for a very long time um, to run these contests. And as we decided to get into the space a couple of years ago, rather than start from scratch, we decided to actually purchase some of these businesses and the users that came along with them and use that as a stepping stone to launching our own platform in the space. And so in 2021, we acquired Run Your Pool and then a few months later acquired Office Football Pool and then spent the last two years rebuilding, growing, uh, and, and sort of investing in those products. And then most recently launching Splash Sports, which is a regulated game of skill and daily fantasy company where users can actually play some of these contests for real money. Uh, and so we'll actually handle all the deposits and entry fees and then pay out the winners and, and users can have a wallet and we take care of all the headache of running these contests. Um, so I, I, I used to use office football pools. So I'm very familiar with that platform. Um, I don't know run your pool, but I assume it's similar to office football pool. Um, tell me a little bit about what you liked about what they were doing and what you wanted to change or modernize by acquiring them. You know, if, if we take a little bit of a step back and, and we look at the, the landscape, our, our thesis is that sports are more fun with your friends, right? And whether that's going to the sports bar with your buddies, whether it's playing in your fantasy football league with people for your 10th or 20th year or playing in a 
season-long survivor contest against, you know, people that you know, that to us is, is the most fun. Um, and, you know, while online sports books are, are great, it's not quite the same. It doesn't have that same social element. And so really, as, as we were looking at the industry and, and the growing, you know, finally with the repeal of PASPA, sort of the growth of the sports betting and the overall gaming industry, we saw an opportunity to really lean into the peer-to-peer side. Um, you know, there's 60 million Americans, it's estimated, play some form of, you know, March Madness bracket or, or season-long pool. And there hasn't really been a great tool for doing that. Uh, obviously, some of these websites you mentioned provided the technology for it, but uh, there was no payment infrastructure. You weren't, you know, actually doing it sort of, uh, there was no legal way to, to compete for real money a- against each other in an online way. And so that's what we set out to do with Splash. Uh, but rather than then start from scratch, we saw an opportunity to take these existing cohorts of users and people who've been playing these contests for a long time and use that as our stepping stone to launching Splash Sports where, where people can play for real money. Okay, let me ask you a little bit more about that. Obviously, fantasy gaming pulls all this stuff. It is very crowded. The fantasy spacers, DraftKings at FanDuel. You can do leagues with ESPN, CBS, Yahoo, many, many others. There are other fantasy groups that have come out. Underdog has been a very popular one that's come out. So, like, what is the space that you think wasn't being tailored to to the users that you want to try to fill? Yeah, so first I would differentiate between games against friends and, and games against the house, right? So, obviously, sports books are against the house. Even the majority of sort of the underdog and prize picks you're betting against the house, right? It's a three, four or five leg parlay that you can win. But if you lose, the money goes through the house. And uh, our whole thesis is it's much more fun to play against your friends. You know, we all know that feeling of not all, but many of us might know that feeling of going back to the ATM in Las Vegas for the second or third time. And <laughs> it's, it's a tough feeling because you're, you know, you clearly lost. Yeah. Um, whereas if you pay your buddy a hundred bucks for your fantasy football league, Sure, they'll make fun of you more than, you know, Caesars will, but it's a different feeling because it's, it feels like it'll sort of stay in that circle and you'll continue to recycle that money between your, your groups of people. And so that's one of our key differentiators is, is focusing on these peer-to-peer contests. And then the second is you mentioned a number of websites, CBS, Yahoo, ESPN. You can't play for money on those sites. Now, maybe you can run a contest and then, you know, one person collects all the Venmos or everyone pays each other offline. But there's no legal, licensed, easy way to do it at scale where each user makes their deposit. The money is held safely and securely. Winners yeah. are paid automatically um, by the infrastructure. And, and that was the void we were looking to fill. Okay. Um, take me through your comfort level with doing that many transactions all the time, technologically, and, and how you felt about dealing with that when you took on this endeavor. I spent close to a decade in the cannabis industry before this running a software business. So fairly familiar with regulated industries and state by state legalization. Um, and then we've been fortunate to build a fantastic team. Many people who come from some of these large publicly traded sports books and, and big companies who know the ins and outs of, of building technology to support um, this many transactions. And then there's a number of third party tools that are out there as well that handle some of the geolocation verification or do the KYC, you know, your customer uh, sort of user identity verification stuff. So there's there's plugins for a lot of that. Um, and then on the banking side, you know, finding a good banking partner where uh, all of the deposits are actually held in a separate account. Right. So uh, no comment to the ongoing public crypto uh, trial right now, but right. we're not able to access deposits um, from our users. Right. They're held in a wholly separate uh-huh. account. Um, that is purely reserved for paying out the winners of, of those contests. And so um, it's a lot of work. We, you know, we had to 
these businesses that we acquired were being run by, by two people when we bought them, you know, we've grown that almost 30 X, right. We're approaching 60 full-time employees right now because of the amount of work it takes to facilitate this number of transactions and, and handle real money. And when you're handling someone's money, you have to make sure you're, you know, really careful both uh, as sort of, in good conscience to the users, but also there's a number of state regulations, right? And each state has their own rules and, and policies and procedures that you need to abide by in order to handle deposits. We needed to get licensed in a number of states. Um, we have third-party auditors that have to check our policies and our procedures. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot more work um, than uh, once you decide to handle the real money. Let me ask you about your background because you mentioned you'd worked in the cannabis industry. So you understand new regulated industries that have come up in what did you learn working in that industry that has carried over to this space well nothing is easy <laughs> you know I, I would say you know uh, when i started in the cannabis industry it was in 2014 and, and colorado was the only state um, that had adult use cannabis at the time and i witnessed you know dozens of, of states sort of follow suit in my time in the industry and you know, the good news is states tend to piggyback off of one another and sort of take a lot of the best practices from those that come before it. Uh, I learned the importance of getting to speak directly with the regulators themselves, the, the people who are writing the rules, uh, as a way to both, you know, help influence them, share your learnings with them, because a lot of times they don't know, right? If you're a state that's never had sports gaming or daily fantasy or, or cannabis, it's really hard to make rules. You, you need to do research and learn from other states and also speak with other people who have been operating. And so, um, having a good open line of communication is key. And then make sure you hire people who have some experience in the industry. Um, not everybody you hire needs to come from the industry, but making sure you build a solid team of experienced folks. Uh, as I said, we have you know probably over a dozen people who came from um, this, you know, the world of sports books or, or fantasy companies and um, leveraging their inherent knowledge because many of them have spent a lot more time in this industry than I have um, has, has certainly been been helpful. Let's talk about um, some of the offerings here. Are you guys trying to reinvent the wheel? Are you trying to get new offerings for players? Or are you just trying to make the experience better and more peer-to-peer? Uh, a, little bit, a little bit of all the above. Uh, you know, our focus uh, initially is, you know, if, if it's not broke, there's, there's no reason to fix it, right? You know, let's take Survivor, for example. Survivor is a really fun game. It's been around for a really long time, and it's something that we love to play, and we're excited to offer it. Now, there may need to be some slight rule adjustments in order for us to be able to do it um, on our platform. But for the most part, we take sort of the integrity of the game and, and try to make it as an offering. Um, we also do a weekly, what we call pick X, which is a little bit different than the sort of pickums that you mentioned earlier, where you're picking individual players over and unders. We do, you know, you pick the winner of six games a week, you know, over the course of the season or 10 games a week over the course of the season. And there's point totals. And these are some of the most popular products that have been around uh, on the, the businesses that we bought. And so one of the benefits of buying businesses that have been around for 20 years is we had a lot of data around what types of contests, what types of games people like to play and, and how often they play them. And so really leaning into those um, golf, again, the golf one and done format um, is a really fun format that we've always loved and something we're excited to be launching here this spring. And then we added a few new contest types that are easy to play. I mean, maybe you've seen it on Instagram, right? It's you have 15 bucks, build a lineup of players, right? And players are one, two, three, four, and $5. To us, that feels a little bit more approachable than more of the traditional DFS where Josh Allen is $9,700 and Pat Mahomes is $9,400. And you have to decide which of those two you, you want to um, pick. And so leaning into this, you know, sort of 
top of the funnel, easily approachable contest types um, that appeal to a broader market that are easy to play and fun to play has really been our focus is, is keep it simple. Okay, let's go back to the idea of there are a lot of offerings out there, whether it's via casinos and bookmakers or fantasy sites or even ESPN. And and I agree with you, you can't gamble with them, albeit I think with ESPN bet, who knows, right, what's coming down the road with with how their models are going to change. Um, How are you thinking about marketing this to carve out your part of the market and and what kind of growth are you looking for being in, I don't know if saturated is the right word, but a pretty busy, vibrant market in these spaces? If we were starting this business from scratch, I don't think we would be successful. I mean, without, you know, a hundred million dollars of marketing behind us or some crazy number. It's just, you're right. It is a saturated number. However, buying businesses that have been around for 20 years, I, I keep going back to that, but these are really sticky products. These people who play, and as you said, mentioned, you know, you were a user on Office Football Pool. My guess is you use the same site every year, right? right? You didn't use CBS one year and Yahoo the other. And right. so we bought this extraordinarily loyal customer base and, and a lot of them, um, you know, it over a million active players from the two businesses that we acquired, which is a big number in this industry. And they're really loyal users. And so that's our foundation. And then from there, we love the, inherent virality of this business. So a good pool grows over time. A pool that has 50 people in one year might have 60 the next, and then 75 the next, and then 100 the next. And so rather than go have to acquire those users one at a time, all we have to do is keep our existing users happy such that their pools can continue to grow. And then not only that, people who are participants in a contest one year have such a good time that they go out and become a commissioner and start their own contest the next year. And now they invite their whole new subset of friends. And so really leaning into the network effects of this business, um, thinking about it more as a tech company, looking at sort of those network effects and inherent viralities and, and how do you, you know, increase your K factor. Like that's how we're looking at, at growing this business as opposed to just putting up billboards and TV ads in a crowded space. And, and that's been really helpful. And then lastly, the beauty of the peer-to-peer space is many of these contests are communities. Now, that can be a group of college buddies who are still friends with each other. It can be colleagues who are all, you know, members of the same team. Or it can be fans of the same sports team who are all part of a, you know, private discord that all want to compete against each other. Or it can be listeners of the same podcast or followers of the same Twitch streamer. And we've seen a lot of sort of content creators use contests as a way to engage with their audience. Whether it's a podcast who runs a weekly contest and then the next week they make fun of the people who went 0-6 or shout out the winners who went 6-0. and and people can incorporate it into their content as a way to engage with their audience. And that's something we've really been leaning into as well as a way to differentiate ourselves and, and stand out. And so we have a number of content creators on the platform using these contests as a way to, to grow and engage with their audience in a really organic way. And we're rewarding them for doing so. And that in turn becomes our, our unique angle to marketing in this crowded space. Um, the more we talk about this, the more I'm just kind of struck by that these platforms were available to purchase. Did that come as a surprise to you? Um, We've met a lot of people in the last two years who have said, you know, I thought about buying them or I actually tried to buy them or I reached out to them about buying them. So um, like all things, I think it's a little bit of right place, right time um, and a little bit of luck um, that we were, you know, fortunate to um, be able to get a deal done. We certainly weren't the first people to have this idea. We were just the ones uh, who were able to put the pieces together to make it happen at the right time. Okay. All right. Last thing. Let's um, just talk about broadly how where you see 
the gambling gaming peer-to-peer market going over the next three to five years, what will be the growth that you will think you will see and that the industry will see? My guess is it will continue to meet or exceed projections. Um, Americans love sports. Americans love to bet on sports. Americans love competition. Um, And, you know, for, for too long, we had to listen to, you know, the announcer on the Sunday night game talk about why some people might be excited by that garbage time TV (laughs) without, you know, having, being able to actually say why, right. And sort of dancing around the elephant in the room. And now you watch, you know, Red Zone and you have your DraftKings ticker at the bottom with all the live odds and different games and whatever else. And so it's not new, right? It's just finally bubbling up to the forefront. And I think the more it becomes approachable and accessible, um, the more it will become natural and, and integrated. And then the more new technology players like, you know, the underdog you mentioned will come figure out ways to build new game types um, that are interesting and approachable or People like ourselves will take contest types that have been around for a long time and now make them legal and easy to play for real money. And like all things, with good technology, interest and adoption grows, right? You you think about how many people would have rented a house from a complete stranger 40 years ago, and Airbnb comes along and you have this beautiful, safe website where you can see photos and reviews, and all of a sudden it's a lot more approachable and people are more willing to do it. The same, I believe, is, is true for the gaming industry, right? If you had to go meet a bookie on a corner and pay with cash, there are fewer people who are going to be willing to do that than if you can safely and securely create an account from your phone while sitting on your couch and watching the Sunday afternoon games. Joel Milton is the co-founder of Splash Sports. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. On the next Future Sport Podcast, investing directly into ownership, we'll talk about the opportunity in an emerging soccer league. Building our community, and the aim of this at the end is to have you know, maybe a few thousand new owners who have some, who feel like they have some stake in the club and whether that is just bragging rights in the pub or it's a genuine investment because the USL is very much a growing league in a country where football is really, sorry, soccer is really going through an extraordinary period of growth. That's Dan Rutstein, president of Orange County Soccer Club, where a drive to bring in new investor owners is happening. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.